Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Steve and Larson, don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Quick programming note this Sunday, look forward to this. This is why you should be subbed to our YouTube channel and make sure you sub to the podcast and audio apps. Dan Nerd Cubed, the original co founder of Going In Raw with me and Larson. We sat down with him over digital Zoom because there's a whole ocean and a land form between us. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And we had a, a nice long talk. It's our little anniversary reunion. Hopefully we're going to get to do more of these because he is not shockingly back into wrestling, enjoying the AEW. Uh, so that's really cool. It was a fun time talking with Dan. It was uh, for some of you out there who don't know that we actually used to have. Uh, a third we had a third there there is a third we founding had a third member. man brother mm-hmm. um so that's a lot of fun yes. uh also a uh, quick reminder uh, if you want to help support going in raw get the show ad free patreon.com forward slash steven larson five dollars a month gets you this show in the audio realm ad free along with bonus content you can just import your rss feed right into whatever your podcast app is i don't think it works for spotify so make sure your podcast app does actually accept external RSS imports. Make sure it could do that. Uh, anyways, let's kick it off. Smackdown tonight featured the beginning of King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown Tournament, the finals of which are going to be going down at Crown Jewel, a.k.a. here at Going In Raw. We refer to a Crown Royal. But right before we start rolling cameras, Larson, you said something pretty interesting. What are you thinking these days? <sighs> So I'll go back to, uh, I think it was an interview Paul Heyman did, where he was talking about the story they got between Brock and Roman. And so, you know, like, apart from the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown stuff happening, like, we learned the brackets, we had some first-round matches tonight. The the We had a, a promo bit with Roman, 
where he pretty much told Heyman, uh, you got to put whatever suspicions I have about you at ease and let me know that you have my back, you know? And, and during that, I got to think into that, that interview that Heyman did where he talked about the twists and turns of the story they have planned for this Lesnar Roman feud. On top of that, all the rumors of maybe this feud carrying on until WrestleMania. Um, and I just asked you, what do you put Brock's chances of walking out of crowd Royal as universal champion with all that in mind? Cause that's what put the question in my head. Much like, much like it was with Brock when he had the title, it was usually, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Just in terms of the twists and turns, in terms of how they can motivate the story to go beyond Crown Royal if Roman is to win, you know, it, and it doesn't necessarily have to require Heyman swerving Roman. It could be Roman expecting that to happen, not happening, and that leads to Brock somehow winning. I don't know how they orchestrate well, all that. Brock, the, the Brock story is an interesting one because unlike what we've seen for the past, I guess, year now, it's not necessarily just lining up opponent after opponent for Roman to either squash, have a competitive match, or at WrestleMania, stack. Um, he has smashed lots of uh, uh, opponents along the way. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar and their history obviously makes this a lot different. And Paul Heyman mm -hmm. has even said people are not going to see the twists and turns coming, the phrase you just used. So everything up till now feels sort of par for the course. But given that Heyman has said to expect some, and, and I, I do feel that this might be, Paul Heyman might, you know, we always want, as if you're a creator, You'd like to aim for the great American novel, so to speak, your magnum yeah. opus, your one big piece. I always yeah. feel like Triple H had his with uh, Champa versus Gargano. Yeah. You know, and I know he wanted to replicate that probably at some point down the line. I thought that it was going to be like Dakota Kai or Raquel Gonzalez and then 2.0 came on. Um, maybe this is going to be that for Paul Heyman. And maybe at Crown Royal that'll happen. But I do feel like for it to be not grown worthy you would need some big story beat like mm -hmm. for example hey with the idea that with the idea that roman wasn't uh, this was reported by Meltzer, i think ages ago roman's heel turn was not supposed to be that long yeah. or his title his first title run back was not supposed to be that long yeah yeah maybe the uso maybe they replace Roman with Brock in that group. Maybe That's Brock, the Usos, and Heyman. A double turn. Because I know the end game of all this Roman heel stuff is a, 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 a huge face push for yeah. Roman. Yeah. You know, you, you have crown jewel happen. You have a double turn there. Or the beginnings of a double turn. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just popped my head. So I no, I, it's, I, it's, I would, it would, it would, it would need, I don't think that I would put, I mean, if it were to happen right now before you bringing this up, I probably would have been like, uh, yeah, no, all my confidence points on Roman. Mm -hmm. It's like he's like the Deanna Perrazzo of, uh, of WWE. You know, it's like, okay, all my confidence points. Um, 
So, uh, so I don't know. It, it'll definitely, maybe it'll, it'll just keeping an eye on stuff. I mean, because I got that Super SmackDown next week mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with Brock on mm-hmm. FS1. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Which it's funny. Be SmackDown's go home for uh, for Crown Royal, yeah, for Crown Royal, yeah. Wait, no, yeah, because yeah, it will Thursday be yeah, following. It's Thursday following. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, definitely, it, it definitely a possibility. I like it for a thumbnail and a title for this episode. Sure. So I mean, the, the 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 with the King of the Ring kicking off, Queen's Crown kicking off, we finally got our brackets, um, and there's some interesting names in there. Uh, I guess we can just break them down right now. So we had uh, SmackDown's two quarterfinal matches uh, tonight um, on uh, for both the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. So the brackets are as follows: for King of the Ring, so we had Ray and Sami Zayn tonight, and we also had Cesaro and Finn tonight. That's on the SmackDown side. On the Raw side, we got Kofi versus Jinder, and then Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So the prospect of getting a Kofi Kingston Xavier Woods match for the semifinals for the King of the Ring uh, sounds great. There's a lot of good story potential there. Man. Will we actually see it? I don't know. God, I really hope so. I think you know it, it's it's we mentioned this during the stream. You know, in terms of uh, having gender versus Xavier Woods, uh, given that, uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard has, has said that, you know, oh, Vince McMahon doesn't like when you have, uh, like, he was referencing the Hardy brothers, the Hardy boys. And he says, you know, people don't want to see brothers fight. And, you know, the New Day obviously refer to themselves as brothers. They, they consider themselves family. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the line of thought, well, nobody wants to see that. Well, yeah, I, it's good drama. It's great it drama, drama right there. I know. Now, maybe that was uh, in reference to a feud and not a simple match. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that, yeah, you milk that drama for all it's worth. As much as McMahon might be trying to bury the, at least the, the Queen's crown uh, with uh, with the matches tonight, like a minute apiece or three minutes apiece. Yeah, they're super short. Really short. Um, uh, you know, I would hope that he'd want to mine it for all the drama it could have. I th- In my opinion right now, I see Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods in the final and I see, unfortunately for Xavier Woods, I see Finn Balor, if, if Raw really considers him as big a deal as it was reported. Plus, you just saw, like, you know, that he had a whole video package in advance of his draft pick. I think that Finn's probably going to be coming out on top. Here's Royal. one reason why I would pick Woods. You got to think, who, would, who, who could pull off wearing the crown? Mm-hmm. Because if you win, you're probably going to have to wear the crown. I don't see Finn wearing the crown. Yeah, like Xavier Woods could make it his own. He could make it fun and interesting, you know. Yeah, but he he already calls himself the prince. The next, yeah. then, then you get, you know, your you when you rank up. Yeah, you know, you assume but, the throne. Yes, you get I get the, the promotion, I get that. but he doesn't wear a crown king. as a prince. You know, that's my point. Yeah, I, I think maybe if you want to make it a little cooler, you just have him don't do that. You know. Yeah, he gets the crown and he like stomps on it or something. Says, "I don't need, I don't need a crown to be king." Yeah, he's like, where's my scepter? I'd prefer a scepter. Well, Corbin had one of those when he was king of the ring. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, for the Queen's Crown brackets on the SmackDown side, we had Tony Storm and Zelina Vega. And then Liv Morgan and Carmella. Both those matches happened tonight and neither went the way I thought they were going to go. Um, and on the Raw side of the bracket, we have Dewdrop versus Natalia and Dana Brooke versus Shayna Baszler. Seems like, especially now, Liv Morgan losing to Carmella tonight. And if Finn is the favorite to win the King of the Ring, I would think the favorite for the Queen's Crown would have to be Shayna Baszler at this point. Yeah. Yeah, unless... unless uh, Yeah, because the, you're talking about because of the brand split thing, yeah. Yes. To keep both networks happy. Um, that's definitely a possibility. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, if they care about that. I mean, I don't know. They probably would. I mean, it's all just a gimmick to get... Look, neither... Well, I guess... Peacock gets the actual crowning of these people, but I don't, I don't know how much maybe they care. You never know what they care about, what they don't care about. I mean, yeah, you don't want to go to them and say, Hey, Oh, Hey, you're having this, uh, this tournament. Do we get one of the winners? Like, do you think anybody would say that? Do we get one of the winners? I mean, the Rumble, somebody pointed out that like the Rumble had both, it was yeah. both SmackDown people, but like, yeah, you could always say, well, yeah, it's just a gimmick. You know, it's like, we're going to have a yeah, compelling yeah, yeah, story yeah. over on. I understand them wanting, I, I would understand them wanting certain roster members. I could see that being valuable, but like, do they really care if they get King of the well, Ring I mean, or Queen? Because I feel like at this point, if not Shayna, then it's probably Carmelo. They're the two favorites in my mind for the Queen's Crown. And I could, from a storyline perspective, I could see that, you know, Carmella, she's the first May of the Bank winner. They might want to give her this first honor as well, too. They could work it into her story right now. Um, I could totally see that happening. Her and Shane are on opposite sides of the bracket. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Carmella just got drafted to Raw, I believe, whereas Shane is going to be on SmackDown. My guess Shane makes quick work. Of Carmella and Carmella does go through. That that's my guess. Wait, what? Carmella gets to the finals. Shayna gets to the finals, and okay, yeah, and, yeah. and Shayna makes quick work of Carmella. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it's going to go. Um, yeah, disappointing those matches tonight. Um, yes, Tony Storm. It, this is one of those things. Like you know, the more we talk about this stuff, the more we understand the the creative process of WWE and how jacked up it is. It's like Tony Storm's writing. Her gimmick now is just hobby. I like music, you know. I like rock music, but she did she reference like Madonna tonight? It was like I like it was Madonna. Uh, it was Springsteen, Springsteen, and Joan Jett, Joan Jett. Yes, um, which is a they're all great names in their own. And rights. then they in commentary said that she uh, got a fondness for eighties music from her mother. It's that same story they've told like three times now. And it, 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 it tells you nothing about the character. 
Nope. It tells you it's not even a gimmick. It's just like, oh, this is something. This is one thing she's interested in. And then um, that's everything from a, from in Vince's eyes. That's all he needs, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of a character. But it's, yeah, as he said, it's barely a character. Like at least with Dewdrop, they gave her a little bit of an arc when she came in. She mm-hmm. wanted to get her foot in the door on Raw, so she allowed Eva Marie to treat her like an asshole. And then she got sick of it because she don't like being pushed around, and she, you know, t- t- chumped out Stood Eva Marie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now she is the person who does that seemingly for other people. She did that for Dana Brooke. That yeah. hey, that's kind of a story right there. It's kind of a character arc. That's good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've even gotten used to the name Dewdrop. You know, um, Tony needs something similar. Yes, she is a highly decorated, you know, wrestler. You know, and they didn't do enough with her in NXT, but heel Tony in NXT was good. I healed. It, it was needs to, She there. needs to be a heel. She needs like that. That Ed. That and I. Granted, I have not seen much of her work when she was in Japan, but I saw little clips here and there, and like the charisma when she is kind of a tweener or a heel or whatever is awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all this like, I like I like music. And I'm going to be the queen of rock. Oh, it's so just it boils it down to the worst. So until she finds an actual gimmick or God forbid, some character stuff, she's going to be taking loss after loss after loss. Yep. That's yep. how it works. Sadly. Yep. 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 Anyways, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Opened up with Bianca. This was kind of nice. It opened up with. The participants of the contract signing already kind of out there. Becky had her own table, but, on, not, but only one of them in the ring. Only Bianca was in the ring. Bianca was uh, she was making her way into the ring. Sasha was standing on the announce table, and Becky had her own contract signing table out there on the ramp. So uh, Becky starts out she's talking to, uh, as she says, Esther Bianca. She says, "You're on a bit of a losing streak. Not a good look going into Crown Royal. And as for you, Sasha." You came back and attacked me from behind, and there's going to be payback. And Sasha says, oh, you're just jealous because my spotlight's bigger than the both of you combined. Bianca says, the only conversation we should be having is about you two signing this contract. And you want to bring up SummerSlam, Becky? The only thing you did was get lucky. Every big moment this year had my name on it. That's why the both of you are coming for me. That's why I'm in the ring right now, and you are not. So get in here and sign this contract. So she's like yelling him, come on, get in here, get in here. She like throws a chair out of the ring towards Becky. And uh, and as she's jawing with Becky, Sasha attacks from behind. Becky attacks. They all just brawl and fight and fight. And then they back themselves up into the corner. This was awesome. This, this was, was absolutely awesome. Bianca puts both of them on her shoulders in KOD position. And I don't know if she was supposed to. Maybe they just realized that it would be impossible to perform a double KOD. But Sasha gets down or she gets off. And then Bianca boots her while she still has Becky up in position onto the table. And then KODs Becky stacking her on top of Sasha. It was great. Really impressive moment. I love this. It was pretty great. It was pretty awesome. Uh, After that, we had uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. They're backstage. Kayla Braxton walks up for an interview. Uh, and Ray says, other than being universal champion, being king of the ring is the, the next best thing. It said uh, it would make him sick if Sammy became king, and it's not going to happen. He tells Dom, hey, let's go out to the ring. And Dom's like, I'm I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm staying here. They didn't have any audio on it, but Cole told us what he said. Yeah. 
he had the script in front of him. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and that uh, match was next. Yeah, that match was next. Before Sammy went out there, though, he comes up to Dom in gorilla position and says, hey, man, good on you for staying back here. Good decision. I think you're ready to be your own man. And I'll be honest with you. I think you're better than your dad. Yeah. So we had that match. And apparently, according to uh, Sami Zayn, this is a match that one of his personal dream matches in WWE. Uh, he says, this is one of the last dream matches that I have in the company because he's going wow. to AEW. Uh, and, uh, and I do feel like for given how the, the finish was booked wonky, um, but I thought that they did a lot of very creative things in this match. And you could tell from Sammy's vantage point, like he really seemed to be into this stuff. Yeah, this was a really fun match. It was really some really great sequences they put together. Uh, down the stretch, uh, Ray goes for a springboard splash. Sammy ducks that. He's looking for a blue thunder bomb. Instead, Ray counters with a hurricane rana. Sets Sammy up for a six one nine. Sammy evades that and then hits the blue thunder bomb. There's a couple sequences where it's just bang, bang, bang like that. Counters into into, into moves. Uh, after that. Blue Thunder Bomb, Sammy gets two. He goes to the corner, rips off the turnbuckle cover. Um, he puts Ray on the top rope, and then he sees Dom, who had already come like halfway through the match, to come down to ringside to check on his dad. Mm-hmm. So he gets on the apron. He's trying to put the cover back on. Um, and uh, he, and then he, he, he's talking trash to Dom, turns around. Ray hits him with a seated senton, but rather than going for the pin, Ray goes over to Dom and tells him to get off the corner. Terrible. Terrible. Just awful. So Sammy pushes Ray into Dom and then rolls up Ray to get the win. Uh, and then Sammy goes up on the stage. He puts on the cape. He puts on the crown. And he sits in the throne. Works for Corbin. Yeah. He generally doesn't do the Saudi shows, though. So he's not going to win. Um, yeah, it, that's one of the tropes in pro wrestling that I'm so tired of is like the asinine distraction on the ring apron. You know, like Dom is over there. It's like as a competitor, like your eye needs to be on the action, on the match, on your opponent. Well, especially with I mean, Ray, that's your son up there. He's not up there to mess with you. Yeah. You see him up there. It's like, all right. And you turn your, you just hit a move. You hit a move on Sammy that could potentially yeah. win you the match. Cover. Yeah. Off I hate the those. Dom's not going to come in and run and break up the pin. He's not going to do that. Those story beats feel so dissent like it ain't limited to WWE every wrestling company does is a trope all over yeah. yeah so I'm not picking on WWE but like you do see it a lot in WWE especially I mean it's basically these Ray Dawn matches <laughs> you see it every no every know. single time something happens and it'll get Ray's attention he goes and starts to argue with Dom where it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm, yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't after that we had a Seth Rollins interview he's asked did oh, you there's a hit row video package oh yeah that's right yeah coming soon Hit row. Yes. So that's so. Cool. I'm, I hopefully, as you know, the 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 episode after Crowd Royal, they'll be on. That'd be nice. So I wonder how you know because. I mean, I I, I know understand it's possible they could get roster members back in time for SmackDown with Crowd Royal being the day before, but at the same time, you know, there might be opportunities for for new draftees, obviously people who run on the card, to be featured. Uh, a good amount on that SmackDown. I hope Hit Row gets that opportunity. The plane might also have mechanical issues again or hostage or whatever it was. You know, they might be taken hostage again. What a weird situation that was. Anyways, we had a Seth Rollins interview. He says, uh, yeah, bring over the 2.0 guys to SmackDown. We'll see how ready they are for network TV. Braun Breaker wins the NXT title on SmackDown. I don't give a shit. 
Uh, what so, a friend? Get a dog. <laughs> Come on, friend. Get a dog. Seth Rollins asked, did you cross the line going into Edge's house like that? And he's like, all right, let's review the facts. He says, uh, after SummerSlam, I was mocked and ridiculed. And through that, Madison Square Garden is able to beat him. Am I celebrated for that? No. I'm called the monster. I beat him with an actual wrestling move. And I'm demonized, but that's fine. The past few weeks, I've been the bigger man. We haven't heard a thing from Edge. So I told Edge, I'm going to his house, and I went there to get an answer. So no, I haven't crossed any lines. And more importantly, I still haven't got an answer. Why am I even talking about this? You don't have the power to do anything, Kayla. So excuse me while I go find somebody that does. Yes. Uh, then we had Zelina Vega versus Tony Storm, a Queen's Crown first round match. Uh, we get uh, promos from Zelina and Tony, pretty much saying, I'm going to win this tournament because of this. Mm-hmm. And when I win, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. That was essentially the formula. <laughs> uh, their promos combined were probably longer than the match itself. Yeah. Uh, Zelina uh, ends up reversing a gory bomb into a code red to get the win. Uh, like they really should have cut happy talk because that that whole uh, segment was uh, nothing. It was nothing, 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 nothing at absolutely all. nothing. And then given more time for the two uh, Queen's Crown first round matches because they were both way too short. It was nothing. Way man. too short. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that, Roman Reigns takes about ten minutes to get into the ring. They could have cut some of his. I know the whole point is he's got a long entrance. He's you know he's if, if anything he got SmackDown me. runs on Roman time. That's essentially what it is. Exactly. Uh, so uh, he comes out there. He's got his crew with him. He says, "My special counsel had one job before tonight: make sure the Usos were drafted to SmackDown, and that's what he did." So San Jose crowd was kind of quiet tonight. To be honest with you, he says, "Oh, they, they were great in this seg- uh, segment. They yeah, were this, cheering yeah, for Roman. Roman always gets he always gets a good he gets a good response. But like I just know I, I I'm no I'm looking at this thinking of the crowd. I'm like there are other parts. I mean maybe hey, maybe they just weren't given something great. I don't know." He says, uh, San Jose, acknowledge him. He says, I love you, Paul. My cousins love you. You're part of our family. You're the wise man. I want you to be wise right now. Come clean. Tell the truth. Crowd starts chanting Suplex City. And he says, silly San Jose. Suplex City doesn't exist. This is the island of relevancy we're talking about here. Turns back to Paul, says, I want you to admit you're responsible for Brock Lesnar's free agency. Paul says, oh, my tribal chief. In a terrible situation. No matter what I say, it'll sound like I'm spinning things. And he's looking down. He's not giving him an eye contact. And Roman takes his chin and he lifts it up. So those little details mm-hmm. that are great. Mm-hmm. So that he looks him eye to eye. And he says, you chose me. Rescued me to be your counsel because you knew I am the wise man. I've been accused of many things in my life. And I'm guilty of even more. Boy, what a dark side on Paul Heyman. But I've never been accused of being stupid. And pulling the trigger now to depose the tribal chief would be stupid. Why would I do that? Wouldn't the smart thing to do be to counsel you in advance of Crown Jewel and then leak it to Brock? He said, otherwise it'd be stupid. You wouldn't choose a stupid man to counsel you. And uh, then I got my uh, my, uh, my my door dash. So what happened after oh. that? I watched it. I just didn't take notes because I was got stuffing you, my got face. Got you, got you, got you, got that's you. When, that's when he's like, he says, don't tell me, tell Brock. So he says, yeah. Brock can't stand uh, something about the conqueror will be conquered by Roman, and Roman cuts him off and says, don't tell it to me. Look at the camera and tell it to Brock. And, and, and then Heyman seems you know, a bit hesitant to do that. Roman says, don't worry, I'll protect you. And so Paul speaks right to the camera. He says, uh, you know, Brock, I got to give you a ton of credit. You outsmarted the wise man this time. 
And but Brock knows what's going to happen at Crown Jewel. They discussed it years ago. Uh, goes on and says Brock has met his match, and his match's name is Roman Reigns. Roman will walk into Crown Jewel as Tribal Chief, and Brock will learn one thing: the winner is still reigning, defending Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And that's not a prediction; that is a spoiler. And Brock can believe that. Ooh, ooh. Uh, after that, what'd you get from DoorDash? What'd you have to get from DoorDash? Gym boys. We were talking about it so much the other day. And? Oh, man. It was fine. It was okay. I got a taco salad. Wasn't their best effort. (laughs) What were you expecting? (laughs) I should have got the tacos. The tacos are so good. They got the Parmesan on the shell. It's good. Parmesan's so good, man. I can't believe it. No, it's not. It's disgusting. It's so good, dude. It's so gross. Anyways, was uh, Seth going to Pierce and Sonya next? Yes. So Seth goes to Pierce and Sonya. He's asking them about Edge being there. Uh, and Pierce is like, you know, Edge was scheduled to be here before you broke into his house. And he's like, well, I want my answer. And if I don't get it at the end of the night, it's going to be bad for you too. And it, but by the way, if you also if you run into him before I do, give him his picture back. And he's got a picture yeah. of him and Beth. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's great. Uh, then we got Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Carmella, before the match really began, went and got her mask put on. Uh, early on, she locks on Code of Silence and Liv goes after the mask, tries to pull it off. Uh, Carmella is more concerned about the mask, keeping the hold on, so she breaks the hold. Uh, goes for a super kick. Liv catches that, hits it Geary, Code Breaker uh, covers. Mella gets her foot on the bottom rope. Liv goes for her finish, misses. Uh, Carmella drapes Liv her throat across the top rope, and that hits the super kick for the win. I was pretty sure that Liv Morgan was going to win this match. Didn't she win last week? She beat like Carmella the last two or three times, I feel like. Yeah. I I didn't really I didn't really think about this match before. <laughs> I was like, oh, it could be either one. I kind of figured I think when I saw that Shane it was gonna be in it. Wait, did I even know? Yeah, I don't even know. I think they didn't I, release the brackets until the show tonight, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. I think in my head I was like, oh, Shane is probably gonna win this whole thing. Um yeah. So I don't know. I, I yeah. As much as I think it'd be cool for Liv Morgan to have won the entire thing, I just I don't know. Again, it's one of those things. I'll, I'll oh, see White it. Brownie said Carmella beat Liv last week. Okay. Oh, I didn't watch last week because I wasn't. I was. Oh, I watch. watched last week. I didn't watch last week. I was drinking wine. No, there was no match. That's right. There was no match. There was no match. They had. They came to have a match. Carmella put on her mask. Got in there, and then they just start. They started fighting. There was no bell, and then Carmella mm-hmm. hit her with like her finisher, like the X Factor or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and there was no match. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But she had stand tall math essentially. Yes, that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, after that, we got a Mace interview. Uh, he got drafted to SmackDown. Dijak staying on Raw. So apparently, uh, based on this interview, Mace will be entering SmackDown's uh, men's div- division as a singles competitor. Uh, he's asked about that. He's like, I'm not coming here to compete in the singles division. That implies that there's actual competition. He says, I look in the locker room and all I see is prey. I'm not coming to SmackDown to compete. I'm coming to annihilate. Yeah, he should have said, I'm I'm going to make everybody pray and fall. He should just do the other thing. He honestly, man, if this happens, if you like, I'm, I'm going to say this to the WWE wrestlers out there. If you're in a tag say it to camera, team, Steve. Say, say it to camera then, Steve. If you're in a tag team 
and you get split up by the draft, immediately come up with a new gimmick that you need to pitch. Like, come on, like five new gimmicks. Because being the same guy that you were in the tag team will get you nowhere. Nowhere whatsoever. So Dio Madden, you need to like be what 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 was he he was like an anime fan or something before, wasn't he? Yeah. In NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Be an anime aficionado, a real estate salesman, a car dealer guy, something. Pick pick a vocation out of the phone book. A vocation is better than a hobby. A motivational speaker. Yeah. Something. Something. Army guy. Like anything. But don't do what Happy Corbett is doing now, which is just being utterly and totally annoying. So that was next. Happy talk. It's supposed to be with special guests. Street Profits didn't get that far. So Corbin intros the show, and now he's got Riddick Moss. They call him Mad Cat Moss. What an awful name. Oh, it's terrible. He hands in the mic and says, tell a joke. It's predictably awful. I don't even remember what it is, but it was awful. I now understand that's the point. It still sucked. Uh, so they're laughing about it. And Moss is, is is doing the thing where he explained the punchline because it makes you laugh. But everybody's like, "Yeah, I get it. You have to like, you know, keep going on and on." Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, Riddick Moss goes down to try to intercept him on the floor. Of course, Owens like beats the heck out of him. Gets in the ring, starts going after Corbin. Moss gets back in. Kevin Owens about to stun him. Instead, Corbin hits uh, Owens with the boot, and then uh, he and Moss beat the heck out of uh, Kevin Owens. It's gonna be one of those things where like, in two months. Three months, we're gonna be like, man, remember what the shit they were feeding Kevin Steen before he left? They were, they just, it was because this is gonna. By the way, this is gonna be weeks, maybe months. Well, no, because he's going to, he's going to RAW, he's going to RAW. Yeah. Um, but they might. I don't know what. What is something on the way out that he's gonna be doing? Well, he's gonna be taking a loss to Corbin. True, but once he gets to RAW, like his last two months, oh. what are they gonna look like? He should do the. He should do with Dijak. Yeah, he should do the job for Dijak. But Dijak needs like a like a motivational speaker. I'd love to see him as a motivational speaker gimmick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hey, you want to get your life Uh, in order? Call Dom, Manick. Yeah, call Dom. Call Dijak. 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 Yeah, probably Dijak. Dijak. (laughs) Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. They had the contract and contract signing in hand. Naomi walks in, and then she's asking, "Why wasn't I in the tournament?" I should have been in the tournament. And Sonia says, you were in the tournament because you're not worthy. And then Naomi's like, I'm a former two-time SmackDown was champ. Uh, and she asks Pierce, trade me back to Raw. <laughs> and Sonia yeah. goes, no. No. I'm not done with you on SmackDown yet. You got a match next week against me. So we're getting Sonia back That's in the ring. That's awesome. I was very excited. That was awesome. Um. Yeah, that should be that should be awesome to see Sonya back. Yes. Uh, after that, we had uh, not our main event. Well, it was our main event match, no. I guess, huh? No, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. it was the last match of the show. Finn Balor versus Cesaro. Uh, they gave this match plenty of time. It was really good because these two are awesome wrestlers. Uh, Finn gets the win with the coup de gras, but still, it was really cool. After that, we had Becky backstage bitching to Sonya and Pierce. Saying y'all need to put some respect on my name. How did these? How did those other two uh, earn their way into the match? I gave people the biggest match possible. So and he's like, look, uh, we all know how good you are. Now prove it. Just sign the contract. So Becky does, and then she like rams the contract into Adam Pierce's front area. 
Yeah, she like threw it at him. She threw it at his balls and dick. Yeah, and then we got Seth Rollins promo to close the show. He comes to the ring, says, "Time has come. Been waiting all day. Been waiting this moment for weeks. Been waiting for this his whole life. This moment." So Edge, come on out here and answer my challenge. Uh, he says, "We don't have to have the match tonight. We can have any stipulation. Ladder match, street fight, no DQ. We can have you and have the match in your living room. Come on. What happened to the ultimate opportunist? I know. I ended him with one stomp at Madison Square Garden. If Edge isn't going to show up and answer." Uh, uh, my challenge, I'm going to take it from Edge that he's not Seth, it's not Edge Light, that Seth is better than Edge in every possible way, but Edge isn't just disappointing me, disappointing his fans, and, and more importantly, disappointing his family. Uh, your kids are going to know that you're a coward, uh, and then as he's going around down that 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 uh, line of thought, Edge shows up in an SUV, on the Tron. You're on this he day. Walks, yeah, he walks to the arena. Seth goes and grabs a chair. He's about to take a swing at Edge. Edge spears him, uh, tackles him over the announce table, throws him into the ring steps, chokes him out with a headset, throws him back in the ring, grabs a chair, breaks off a chunk. He's about to put him in the deal. In the deal. Seth escapes the deal by elbowing Edge in the neck, and then Edge gets the mic and says, I'll accept your challenge. Edge, Seth, hell in a cell. This is, by the way, how Hell in a Cell should be. It should be, hey, this has reached new levels of violence. Let's bust out this special match as a surprise. Not, hey, it's March. Time for exactly. a whole pay-per-view full of Hell in I a know. Cell. I so I was cool with that when he said Hell in totally. a Cell. I was 100%. like, oh, cool. Right on. That's neat. That's good. Yeah. And it should be good. It should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be a good match. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Let's do I it. I have a thread here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you can't make the show live on Twitch, you can always uh, hit us up on the Patreon. Leave us a question there. Alex Cerna says, uh, oh, no. Well, yeah. He says, was Balor versus Zoro the match of the night for y'all like it was for me, including Rampage? No, I'd say Punk versus uh, uh, Daniel Garcia was match. Yeah, that was a really good match. That was a really good match. Personally. Uh, specificity is dead. Going back to our reunion slash anniversary show with Dan coming up on Sunday. Can you guys name one thing that happened on the first show you reviewed on Going and Raw? It was September 2014. Well, we, we talked about that pay-per-view. Okay, so the first one we have on YouTube was the Fast Lane one. Was that the first episode that we actually did in audio? No, as that's well? the first. No, the first. The first we first started. We just did audio. We just did audio. Yes. Um, the very first episode of Going in Raw. I will tell you the show was Night of Champions. Yes, that's right. Okay. Twenty fourteen. Um, did we do uh new gimmicks for Roman Reigns yet? I don't think so. Was it Roman that we did that? Yeah. So this was the car. The main event was Cena versus Brock. Uh, AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella and Paige. Oh. Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho. Rusev versus Mark Henry. Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Sheamus versus uh, Cesaro. And... Uh, Gold dust and whoop, 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 whoop. Stardust versus the Usos. I would uh 
I would hate to go back and listen to that, to be honest with you. I have no idea what I said or what I sounded like. So, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave Matuszek, concerning the women's matches, taking less than a combined six minutes earlier on SmackDown, what factors do you think contributed to the lack of screen time for the women? Vince McMahon poisoning the idea of doing a Queen's uh, a, a women's tournament. I think that he's like, oh, you know what? They keep on bugging about it. Let's just do it. It's a way for us to do a big, oh, look, we're doing women's stuff for Crown Royal. And then, but in the, at the end of the day, he doesn't really care about it. Um, so that's going to be the thing. It's entirely possible. Entirely possible. The white brownie, let's say Sonya doesn't compete next week, but instead hires a heater for her. Who would be the heater? Cal Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. They kind of look similar anyways. Uh, let's see here. Anthony R. What's Mace's ceiling? I don't still really know how well he can go in the ring. I think he's decent. I think he's decent yeah, enough. He's a good talker. He's got a great look, a great voice, a uh, good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's really high if they could figure out a good character for him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Flash Rain, what are some feuds in the last couple of years that could have used the Hell in a Cell match? But obviously didn't, I guess. Did they ever do Orton versus uh, Hardy at Hell in a Cell when uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was in one of the Hell? Okay, that was the pay per view one of the mm-hmm. Hell in Cells. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, that was when Orton got like a screwdriver and put it in, in Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Hardy's was that ear the, hole that was twisted it around? Okay. Yeah, uh, that was a good I, match. Too. I know that was in the lead up to Hell in a Cell. I forgot it was actually Hell in a Cell because that was the time when they were doing like three different Hell in a Cell matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha. Oh, they already did that too. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. They did the barroom brawl instead. That's good. Do that one. Uh, Has Roman Brock ever actually been in? uh, Roman Braun was in Hell in a Cell, and then Roman and Brock had a cage match. Had a cage match. Yeah, Roman Brock. Okay. Uh, Callie Jester, was there anyone you thought was going to be in King of the Ring, Queen's Crown that wasn't? We both thought Mansoor was going to be in the King of the Ring tournament. And win it. If mm-hmm. I saw his name, it'd be all the confidence points. He'll get; they'll get a win. That tag team will get a win at Crown Royal. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, Alex! Oh, we talked. We did that one last week. Uh, Gregory Fiella, who would you rather have change their theme back to their old one? Baron Corbin or Sheamus? Baron Sheamus. Corbin. Corbin's get look. I I don't like what he's doing now, but it, the, his theme fits him. It totally fits him. Uh, as good as either of his two previous themes. Uh, you're uh, you're right about that. Wait, either of them. So he had his his NXT theme that he had when he got called up, and then they changed it. How did that one go? Um, they didn't have any vocals. Ah. I wonder if I'd remembered if I heard it. Burn. Has that in there? He goes. Kind of, it's somewhat similar to Dean Ambrose's theme, but way better. Oh, okay. I'd probably remember it if I heard it. Yeah, you, if you heard it, you remember it. Uh, white I brownie, love lobster it, head, though, man. I'd die for that back. Eh. Uh, white brownie says, if Finn in Woods happens at Crown Royal, should AJ and Amos help Finn win as a way to tease for a faction? Oh, well, they've got a... Sure. Well, they're not on the same brand anymore. But yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, you can't do anything with it in terms of AJ but and Amos. But here's the day. thing, though. 
Big E is on Raw, yeah, and he sure. could say, "I saw what you did." Hey, I saw what to you Woods. Did. You know, and then it's time to 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 throw down. Yeah, because AJ and Amos need to break up. Yep. Uh, and and a feud between Big E and AJ would be great. Uh, dang up Q, did you guys see Seth's face when Hell in the Fel- Hell in the Cell was announced? He was scared. Yeah, he great. was. It was awesome. Uh, let's see here. I don't know about that. Uh, Turo says, "Will we get strobe lights for Sonya's entrance?" Hopefully yes, not. Given that she's now more of an administrator, I hope that her Tron is appropriate. It has like a bunch of paperwork and oh, give me the strobe lights. That yeah, was great. Like the, the 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 street prophets have the solo cups come out. She has like a bunch of just like HR forms. Paperwork. Yeah, yeah. paperwork. Eddie Brock's Venom. I think Sheamus is one of the best runs he's in his career. Mm-hmm. Do we know if he's still working with that spinal or neck issue? I have no idea. I don't know if you have spinal stenosis. I believe that's what he was diagnosed with. Um, if that's something that goes away or if that's something you have to manage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Uh, Jonathan, how is Xavier Woods going to win King of the Ring? Uh, how I mean, is it's possible. King of the Ring? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disqualify. I wouldn't be shocked if he won. No, but not you know, at all. You know how they are. It's good heat. It's I good, know. It's good heat, or something. I mean, Finn is just a bigger deal, and like you want to really launch his raw career off to a great start. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Juarez says, "I thought Sheamus's condition was chronic." Okay. Uh, Mondo, since we know Sami Zayn isn't going to Saudi Arabia, that's basically a spoiler for his match against Finn, right? Should mm-hmm. WWE avoid booking things that have that having knowledge of behind the scenes info spoils, or is that still on us on us as fans for reading behind the scenes stuff? It's on it's on us as fans. The the majority of the people look the two point two million people watch SmackDown, one point eight million people watch Raw. The vast majority of those people, I personally do not think know about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think that, you know, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know what the number would be, but. It's a fraction of the viewership. I don't know what, what fraction per se, but it's a fraction. I can't. I believe that. I believe it's a, it's, it's a small amount. Yeah. I mean, not that many people on Twitter. <laughs> well, like a couple thousand people on Twitter. Just a few. Just a few. A couple. Yeah. Maybe uh, 50,000 on Facebook altogether. In Something total. Like that, yeah. Yeah. That's is every one of them are sub to Fightful Select. Well, they're getting some great stuff over there. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until uh, next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.